So for those of you that don't follow me on other social media platforms outside of maybe Instagram, you should definitely be following me there. TikTok, it's really fun. You got to follow me there too. YouTube, yeah, you can subscribe over there as well. Um, maybe you just listen to the podcast and that's cool too. And I appreciate you so much, but I also hang out on Facebook. Of course, my group. Yes. Join that as well. Clubhouse. And you might not have ever heard of Clubhouse. It's a social audio app where people can go and just talk. There's no feeds. It's just real time. It's real life. It's, it's speaking. It's an awesome opportunity. If you want to be a speaker for you to practice and hone in on your craft, but It's something that I've done over the course of the last two years since it came out during the COVID era, and it skyrocketed so many awesome relationships that even catapulted my opportunity to host Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. And so many cool things have transpired just by saying yes to a platform that I didn't have any idea how to use. But I said, open it up one day, and I'm like, okay, God, do your thing. Have your way. I say yes to your will. And it's been beautiful. So this specific episode is pulled from the social audio app, Clubhouse, when I'm sharing in that space and, and dropping gems, if you will, is something that they say. And I'm moderating on that space as well. It's basically like I just have the mic on a platform with a bunch of people listening. It's a live podcast, to be honest. I'm processing this as I'm saying it out loud. Regardless, it's really cool. You're going to get the goods here since you might not hang out with me there, but I am live 8 a.m. on Wednesdays and 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays on something called Breakfast with Champions. You can also find us on Instagram if you want to find out more about it and join us on the social audio app and in the rooms all over. There's lots going on in that space. I pray it blesses you. In fact, I know that it will, but I still want to pray because it's his will, not mine, his voice, not mine. So get the nuggets that you need and activate friends. Be fit in faith. That's what we're here for. Founders, innovators, and trailblazers in their faith who are saying yes as marketplace ministers. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fit in Faith podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. We're passing the love this morning, and I love the way that Marvin just ended his segment, and he's like, you know, rest and sleep and all of the importance things that we need to do from a health perspective, especially as we go into what can be the busiest season of all. And for those who know me know that busy is like a cuss word to me. It's like slander right to my face when they say that I'm busy. I'm like, no, please don't say that. I am intentional with my time. And that is completely up to me. 
We're in control of our schedules. We're in control of our sleep. We're in control of whose house we attend and whose house we don't. We're in control of a lot of things. And ultimately for me, control is premised on surrender. And that doesn't often go hand in hand when we're thinking about creating a plan or processing rest or thinking about what we need to do to tie up loose ends or complete the year. But I want to talk about the element of planning connected to surrender because I think when we business plan specifically, and business is not just the business of your LLC, it's the business of your mind, it's the business of your body, it's the business of your spirit, and they're not separate entities though we tend to silo them in many ways and many places and many compartments, right, of our life or our day or even seasons, right? We're in this holiday season. It's compartmentalized to what is 38 days left in the remainder of 2022. That feels nutty, 38 days. And so while I don't mean to be morbid, I have been in prayer this morning over uh, a mass shooting that happened at a Walmart up the street from us. And um, specifically for those who know Pastor Anthony and Morgan, uh, they were about three miles from this space and six people were killed and three are injured. And I wake up to this information and I think, man, like right now, today, how can you be thankful when you've just lost and I know there are people who are finishing this year and even me who have looked back on goals and I think, man, I didn't hit the nail on the head for that. And how do you compare a life to a goal? But it's this knowing that there is tragedy and there is heartache and there is heartbreak all around us. I had news from a client who found out, though she's cancer-free and has been for several years, that she has a new uh, infection inside and I think about the heartache and the heartbreak and the heaviness that can also be alongside a time where people are celebrating and gathering as family and they're, they're trying to make the most of what is transpiring. Maybe even they're into the next year already. They're planning out 2023. Maybe that's you. And I am a planner. If you guys were just at the conference a couple of weeks ago, like it was planned and yet the element of surrender connected to our plan allows God to be magnified and glorified and in position to the place in which he is honorably supposed to sit. And yet we can also ask questions, why? God's okay with your hard questions. He's okay with your confusion. He's okay with you showing up surrendered at his feet to say, God, I tried to plan and it did not work. And he is so gentle and he is so kind and he is so forgiving and he is so mindful and he is so close to the brokenhearted. And he knows no different than the experience with Adam and Eve in the garden that the place of protection in which he originally destined all of us to be has an element of free will connected to it and also has an element of tainting connected to enemy forces at work. There's three enemies in which we face on a day-to-day -day basis. Whether you're in a place of tribulation right now or you're in a place of triumph, either way, you're still in war. And rest and warfare can go hand in hand. 
when you understand what being surrendered actually means. I'm going to say that again. Rest and warfare can go hand in hand when you understand what surrender actually means. Three enemies, you might be confused. Flesh, you are sometimes your worst enemy. And we blame another enemy, which is the world, often. And, of course, Satan. He's the biggest right culprit of all of these things, even these heartaches and heartbreaks that we're mentioning, the things that are lost, the things that are not enough. But I think if we shift perspective on the three enemies that are around us on a consistent basis and we look inward instead of outward for the things in which we need, the things in which we want, even from a business perspective, I'm tying all of this together There is a rooted element and a rooted opportunity that connected to surrender allows you to thrive even still. Even still. And I know I'm not speaking into a church right now, but I would beg to differ because you are the church reincarnate. You are the opportunity to go and make disciples of nations. You are a creator We celebrate creation all around us. We celebrate some, even creationism. And it's this element of knowing that you are divine. And in order to really, truly grow and really, truly honor the mind, the body, and the spirit, you have to know that there is an indwelling opportunity of a king inside of you. And I don't know about you, but I never think of a king operating in this manna mentality that so many people are existing in right now. What does this mean? Manna mentality. A manna mentality is we think that what we have is good enough. And some of us are even operating in lack with the manna that we've been given. You see, when the Israelites, they escaped from Egypt, they escaped from slavery, which you too have been gifted a key to escape from bondage, to escape from slavery, to escape from this busy hustle culture. You can escape from your flesh like Paul, who I keep doing the things I do not want to do. Why do I do the things I don't want to do? Is that you? Are you addicted? A society of addiction Are you fighting and warring with the enemy constantly? Are you trying under your element and hands of control to fix the problems you see around you? Or as the Israelites did, they they existed in this manna mentality for 40 years and it wasn't Moses who led them that we led them across the Red Sea. It was Joshua. It was the next generation. It was the younger version, the next Moses, who actually was the one who brought them through. And I am calling you right now in this season of your life, not only for you, but for everyone you're connected to, the plan of action, I'm prophetically speaking this into you, is for you to be a Joshua. It is time 
my friends, my brothers, my sisters, to not exist in the just enough or not enough. It's time for us to exist in the land of the milk and honey to operate in overflow. Overflow in all elements of provision. Often in business, we think provision is connected to our finances, but that's not true. You've been gifted a realm of influence. You've been gifted leadership opportunity as a Joshua to steward families. We just took what was the Grow for God conference and we turned it into the founder con. We turned it into this understanding that it's not a one-time experience and it's actually not even connected to the legacy of what it was. Sometimes we have to cut ties and birth something new. And we have to actually exist in flow and movement and alignment. And so Moses had to change. Moses had to be restored into and unto God. He had to leave the situation in order for Joshua to truly take ownership. Are you taking ownership with a surrendered spirit over the gift that you have right now? Maybe the business isn't fully alive yet. Maybe you haven't even done some of the due diligence that's needed for you to have the things that you're asking. Dominion, this is spoken by Myron Golden, one of my teachers I adore and a mentor that I have had for years now in this space, this business and faith sector. Look him up. He was on my podcast. It was Oh my gosh, I, I couldn't even interview him. I had to stop and just take notes during it. We ended up giving him the entire screen and he was writing it copiously. But he teaches about this idea of dominion that is gifted from the garden to be, do, and have. And no difference than my business strategy of being, branding, and business, people come right for the business. They set the plans. They say, for the rest of 2022, here's my plan. For 2023, here are my projections. I'm going to budget these things out. And they want to have, they want to have things that they've never even earned. They've never even put the groundwork in. They haven't wrestled with God about. They're looking to the world in a comparison element. They're desiring out of their flesh both of which are enemy, or the enemy has tainted them to say, you're deserving of this. This is for you. Is it for you? Are you asking fundamental questions? Are you paralleling your actual profit identity, which is what we like to call it, your gifts and talents connected to your provision, or are you existing only for provision? Provision doesn't exist without the first hierarchy of protection. And protection exists out of the king. The king of kings who fights on your behalf. Who has an opportunity to be indwelling in your soul and operate and exist in the present moment, even in the warfare, even on enemy lines, even in territory that you never thought you were meant to exist in. Perhaps it's a valley. God doesn't leave you or forsake you just because you're facing heartache and heartbreak and hardship. He doesn't leave you. He comes and draws near to those who are in need. But the manna mentality leads us to believe that he's only giving you a little bit. Not because that's all you can handle, but because he's just trying to sustain you. 
You are not a slave in his quarters. He's not giving you enough just to work for him tomorrow. He says that we are owning. We have dominion. We have authority and power. Greater is he that is in the world and he that is in us than he that is in the world. Excuse me. He that is in us. And therefore, as a king, you operating in that, all of the riches of heaven are yours. And yet, if we're not operating in that truth, we're existing as the Israelites did, wandering and wandering and wandering. Do you feel like for this entire year, you've just been chasing your tail? Do you feel like you've been on a rat wheel? Do you feel busy? Are you just ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas so you can take a break and be excused from punching a clock? Are you looking to this season as an opportunity to rest in surrender that God is before you and taking care of things on your behalf, setting the tables in which you will sit so that you can come and by his authority speak life into those places? I don't know about you, but I'm not kicking up my feet, especially around my family, the people who have been entrusted to me, the people who I too have been entrusted to. I am on mission in this moment. And if I think about 38 days or the fact that I could walk into a Walmart tomorrow and my life could be taken, am I existing as a martyr for Christ or am I existing like I have just enough? Marta, martyr or manna? Ooh, that's good. I am asking, are you planning to fail because you're just not planning? Even holidays have intention. And often the world and the enemy and the flesh think that the intention is something totally different. It's for food, right? So that we can binge eat all the things that we've been trying so desperately to avoid for the last couple of months or in those summer seasons when we're in the bathing suit bod that's of the flesh. Or maybe it's the world, the world telling you what the holiday actually was or is or wasn't. And they're actually blanketing that it's for Turkey. No, it's not. Or maybe even you're sitting around the table and everyone is saying what they're thankful for and the thankful things that they're talking about are things of the flesh or things that actually were never intended for them to have and yet it's taking their attention away from the thing that they're meant to do, be, do, have. The haves end up being the element of gratitude when it should be about the be. The B, the fact that you are a child of God, the fact that you have an indwelling Christ, the fact that you are a victor, not a victim, shouldn't that be our gratitude? Shouldn't that be our focus? And then there's the enemy, the enemy that's trying to kill, steal, and destroy, the enemy that's trying to get in between of you and your loved ones and you and your significant other and you and your children during this holiday season. And you sit around this table of trauma and you actually never let anybody in. There's no surrender. Your weapon's up. I've existed in seasons like this with my own family. And instead of walking into a home with my weapons up, because I had not yet learned to actually put on the armor of God and recognize that I can walk into a room completely surrendered while wearing full armor and protection, 
and provision is on the other side of that. I couldn't figure it out. So instead, we set really strong, really painful boundaries. Boundaries I had never known in my entire life because of enmeshment. Because I was never experiencing the leave and cleave unto my husband. And I was allowing myself to exist in situations and with people that were diminishing the authority in which had been gifted to me. They were taking away what was dominion because they thought it was theirs. Or they were treating me as if I was swine in those places or a Jesus freak, whatever you want to call it. Meanwhile, I'm trying to cultivate this understanding of God. I'm surrendered to you. And yet I'm still receiving this backlash. I'm still receiving this hatred. I'm still not able to communicate. I think often we think as a king, there's a pedestal. We think of Moses or we think of Joshua and we think, oh my goodness, they must have been so anointed. They must have been in their own tent. They must have gone to higher places and maybe physically they did. They went to the mountaintop or they whisked away for quiet time, intentional time rather than busy time to reflect and receive. It happened simultaneously in a state of surrender and gratitude and expectancy. But maybe that's not where you find yourself. Maybe even in your business, as you've tried to create this pedestal from leadership perspective, and the best leaders are servants. The best leaders lead from behind and propel those in front of you. You think about the founder con and you say, why would you change the name? It's so good. Grow, grow your business for God's sake. Well, one, it's Glenn's and he's going to write a book on it. And we're so excited for that to come out. But two, because I feel like it's missing the essence of what we've created as a community, as a team, as a family. We are now officially a nonprofit Y'all, this isn't something that was in my plan. I read just the other day in my 2021 book, my 2021 book. <laughs> it's so funny. God is so good. I wrote down, do not focus on non-profit bearing activities. <laughs> non-profit bearing. At the end of 2022, I just sealed our movement as a nonprofit that was actually created five years ago in a plan that we were surrendered to that we didn't quite understand that we didn't understand how are we taking the land of milk and honey we feel like we're in exile we feel like we're in tension with the church we're creating a home-based movement the people that you saw on stage five years later are family because we've existed in the shadows We've been quiet with the little, quiet and sometimes confused, but completely obedient, surrendered to the will of God versus trying to create our own platforms, trying to put ourselves on position that we're never intended to. Are you trying to sit at the head of the table to a house that's not yours? Are you trying to start something and receive provision when you've yet to even be protected and surrendered? Are you trying to develop something that you have never even give, been given authority to develop? 
Are you trying to take dominion over something that was never meant for you, but the world says this is yours? The lifestyle of the rich and the famous. I remember I was on a cruise at 16 years old with all of my family members when that song came out. You remember that song? I don't remember who it's by. Lifestyle of the rich and the famous. And I remember now, and in reflection, my children who are in the seven and nine-year-old age range and just even three years ago saying, I want to be rich. Like, what does that mean to you? What are you going to use that richness for? When we know that wealth is an, an idea from the kingdom and that you have provision connected to the have, but first you must be a child of God. First you must operate as a king. Then you must do, because that's the element of operation, is you are activated in your assignment. The provision, what you perceive is the riches of the world, are so different than the riches of the kingdom. He has so much treasure for you. Treasure meant to last generations. And yet we are often thinking that, yeah, you can't take a hearse to heaven, so you want to you know, diversify and create all this generational wealth, but they have to go out and earn theirs, your kids do, before you actually gift them things, and it becomes really confusing where we spend all our money on the public education or private education, and it's actually instilling a false doctrine that's not even where or what or who your children are meant to be. You are a leader in some way, shape, or form if you're sitting in this room. You are a king in one way, shape, or form if you're sitting in this room. But it's connected first to surrender Plan comes after surrender. Vision comes after surrender. You can come up with bright ideas all day long. Oftentimes those bright ideas are just stolen from the world. And we say, oh, they're doing it, so I'm going to do that too. Oh, they have influence in that realm, that dominion. I'm going to do it too. Do you realize that God has a unique assignment for you and the reason that those things that you've tried to do haven't worked is because you're actually not falling in alignment with what it is that he wants you to do with your assignment? Instead, you're busy. Instead, you're checking boxes. Instead, you've done the thing that your mama and dad told you to do. You're being a good girl and a good boy and you're maybe operating in goodness, that manna mentality. It's good enough when you are meant to experience the abundance of heaven here on earth. So gratitude, thankfulness, experiencing the season is actually the recognition in surrender that you are on mission. It is not time to rest. Yes, get your sleep as Marvin suggested. Yes, be intentional with your time. Yes, deposit into your family and your friends, but recognize that that is the mission. Go and make disciples of nations. Nobody doing that is sitting back. Nobody doing that is, is suppressing their shine. Nobody doing that is lacking confidence. Nobody doing that is lacking authority. Nobody doing that is, is lacking access to nations when you are surrendered. 
And so what does that mean entirely for you? And if you've never heard this, these phraseologies, if you've never studied the Bible, if you're not even familiar with Christianity, this is an open table. But my job, my assignment is connected to being found and proclaiming that you can be too. You don't have to exist lost, looking for the things that you really desperately desire that are actually not the things that God has promised for you. Greater things exist. Bigger experiences exist. One of the things that we love with the FounderCon and the knowing of who we're bringing to the table is that there are people who are in that space who didn't really know Jesus at all. In fact, some people who gave their life and got baptized at a business conference. Yes, these things are happening because what's happening in the marketplace is missionaries are coming and they're taking over, they're taking dominion and they're saying, hey, come and work for me. I've had so many people in the last three years who have literally said, Tamara, I'll go where you go. And it's not about me because they know who I'm surrendered to. They're going where God is leading us. They're literally gifting their entire businesses and brands and ideation and visions into a massive community vision that isn't self-proclaimed, is not man-made, it's God-made, and it's not seen to the greater world because it's not being done. We exist even as business entities in silos. We think we exist as families even in silos. This is my family. Nobody can come in here. That's not the case. We are of the family of God. And so the people in this room, I deem brothers and sisters, and I say, go one, go all. Like, let's actually do this thing. Link up and exist in your fullness instead of existing in your lack. You do have a choice. We do have free will. Here's your choices. Be a slave or be a king. That's the choice. And I don't say that out of context to any of my brothers and sisters who have experienced that in a forced nature, but I believe and I've seen and I've read stories of people who the, the flesh called them a slave, but the God, my king, was still calling them king. They were still being called. And it is amazing to see what God has done in the redemption of my brothers and sisters and continuing to do because it's not over. The fight is not over. Myron says it this way. There are pillars of the kingdom and there are pillars of slavery. If you're a king, you're existing in the kingdom. Freedom, profits, abundance, and life. And if you're existing as a slave, here's what the pillars are. Wages, you work for a dollar. Slavery, you're a slave to the man. We've heard this, heard this say that you're on the rat wheel. Lack, you don't have enough. That's manna and death. And I don't know about you, but I don't want you to die without knowing who you are. Because I want your tombstone and the legacy that's left behind you to celebrate who you are. What story would the world tell about you in your last days? 
The cool thing about it is God is a God of provision, even in time. And he multiplies time. So if you think, gosh, I'm too old for that. I'm too young for that. I've already made too many mistakes. So have I. But God doesn't see that. And he doesn't judge you by that. He says, the greater days are ahead of you. And I want to celebrate that with you. Being found. So we hope that you will join the movement. You guys can click the link up at the top, thefoundercon.com. We will be having a Giving Tuesday experience for this. And I know there are so many who are like, how can I help? This is how. We don't want it to be an annual experience. We want it to be a movement. And we have so many ways and things that we're already doing that you can get involved in that are free of charge. It's a nonprofit, right? (laughs) But we do need support financially too. So come bring your resources to the table. We're excited to celebrate them. Love you guys. Fit and Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. It's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.